0: Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets and plants that are important to you. As of the recording of this episode of the People Are the Enemy podcast, my latest novel, Jade Suede, has been available for purchase for exactly one week. Today I searched just the words Jade Suede on Amazon under the All Departments category without my name to see what would come up, and the first item that came up in Amazon was a Jade Quartz Supreme ceramic coating with a suede applicator, which is a a car protection liquid, not exactly what I was looking for. The second item Amazon found was a Jade Ice Premium ceramic coating with a suede applicator, another car protection liquid. Again, not at all what I was looking for. Now, the third item that Amazon found when I searched just the words Jade Suede in its All Departments category was my novel, Jade Suede. Thank goodness. I mean, it's a good thing I didn't have the words turtle wax in my new book's title. Can you imagine how hard it would be to find on Amazon then? But seriously, the best way to find my new novel or any of my 10 other novels on Amazon is to search my name, Andy Mascola. And I recommend you do. And I also recommend that if you love this podcast and if you'd like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some excellent fiction... Please consider buying any or all of my 11 self published books. All of my titles are currently available worldwide via Amazon in both paperback and ebook formats. If you don't use Amazon, you can find and purchase all 11 of my stories in ebook format at Google Play. Just search my last name, which is spelled M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are The Enemy listeners, this is episode 299 of the People Are The Enemy podcast. Thanks so much for checking it out. We're going to tune in some electricity from other planets here. Can you dig it? Check it out. All right. Ooh. I'm sensing something else coming out. What do we have? Ooh. Oh, yeah? Why is that? Oh
1: baby. Oh baby. I, break, I, could I
0: could never get enough.
1: If you need it, you show it. Cause Tell me why.
0: Oh baby. Oh baby. Now, come on, Rivers. It's in the photograph. It's in the photograph. It's in the photograph of love. Yeah. Guys, you are listening to the greatest podcast there ever is, was, and Shelby. And you are now rocking with the best. Oh, baby. Oh, babe. Come on.
1: I break, I take. I
0: it yeah. It's in the photograph. It's in the photograph. It's in the photograph of love. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're... Me am i gonna get in trouble for playing almost the entire song all but the last what 10 seconds of it i don't know heck with it what have i got to lose we're up to 299 episodes now we're knocking on that 300 door baby holy smokes january 1st 2018 is when this thing took off and we're still doing it look at this how great is this how hungry am i i'm hungry I got some, um, I got some Oreos here. Oreo mint flavor cream Oreo, yeah. My wife gave me these. She she must have used to use these to uh, to make some kind of like uh, what do you call it? She does some kind of frozen confection with Oreos, where she grinds them up, rolls them into balls, and then uh, freezes them. I'm gonna try it. I, I, I've already taken one apart here. Oh, that's lovely. Mmm. Mint Oreo. Oh, that's so good. Do you remember grasshoppers? Let me have the lid now. I'm just going to, just the lid. Mmm. There used to be these cookies called grasshoppers. Basically mint Oreos. Nobody remembers them. But yeah, before Oreos had like a million different flavors, there were these um, these um, Oreo cookies or cookies called grasshoppers that had green cream in the middle that was mint-flavored. And I think they had a little picture of a grasshopper on them. Mmm. So good. I've been craving like a... Um, I'm thinking about my birthday, it's a couple months away. But I want like a, um, I want an ice cream cake. And I want like one of those, I think Carvel makes them. The ones with chocolate, ice cream on the bottom. And then that layer of like crushed cookies in the middle. Can you picture that? And then vanilla ice cream. And then like that frozen um, frosting on the top. Oh my God, these are so good. Is this driving you crazy? Let me have some water. Milk would have been perfect for this. But I was like, well, if I have a glass of milk, I risk spilling it. And then what? I like to dunk the Oreo in the milk to make it, you know, that soft consistency that you get when you dunk an Oreo in milk. And how long do I hold it there for? And how long uh, is, is too long? You know, in terms of the listener getting bored with me eating Oreos on mic. Oh that's good. I'm hungry. I have one more.
1: Hmm.
0: Oreos are the best, right? Nothing like them. I heard vegans like them too. Cause there's like um they're completely synthetic. <laughs> is so good just the lid now last lid let me finish this hmm I'll take a slug of water wash this down Ah. (laughs) how you guys doing out there how's the week been what is it? It's Sunday. I'm recording this on Sunday evening. It's kind of my new thing. I do this last in terms of the stuff I do. I'm a very busy person, as you can imagine. I write books. I review albums. I got a family. I got to do laundry. I got to make lunches. I got to do food shopping. I got to walk my dog. I got a lot of things to do. But I love doing this podcast. And I think I save it for last because I love doing it so much. Really. I'm telling you. And also, like, it makes room for things to happen, you know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like, uh, oh shoot, this happened the other day. Friday night into Saturday. I fell out of bed. Yeah. Did you believe that? I, I don't know when that has ever happened in my adult life. How's that? I'm sure as a kid it happened, you know. But, uh, yeah. I was in bed. I wake up at midnight. And, uh... I I put my hand over to where my wife sleeps and she's not there. And I'm like, oh, she's probably asleep downstairs. That'll happen sometime. She'll fall asleep in in front of the TV and she'll eventually come back upstairs and go to bed, you know, and I don't think about it too much. And I go back to sleep. And then, and then about three and a half hours later, I fall out of bed, literally like (laughs) just fall, man, boom. And of course I wake up as soon as I hit the floor. And I look at the clock, and it's 3.40. And I turn on the light, and my wife is still not there. And now I'm worried. And I open the door, and I see the light from downstairs. And I say, hello? And she says, hello. And uh, she says, uh, the dog woke me up. And of course, my falling on the floor upstairs, out of the bed, obviously alarmed the dog. And the dog woke up. And her collar probably jangled around. And then my wife woke up. <laughs> and I said... And so now my wife is up awake downstairs. She'd fallen asleep on the couch. And I said, uh, I fell out of bed. And she said, you fell out of bed? And I said, yeah, I fell out of bed. <laughs> I don't think she asked if I was okay. But I was. <laughs> Nonetheless. And she uh, she, oh, she gave me a hard time about it the next morning. She's like, so do we have to like uh, put rails up? on your side of the bed. <laughs> I wasn't having a dream. I don't I didn't have a nightmare. I don't know why the heck it happened, man. But yeah, fell out of bed. Odd. Um what else did I want to tell you? Oh man. This is really sweet. I saw this the other day and it really I was I was having I was having a pizza with my dad downtown and this is a Thursday night we like to get together once a week we get together usually on Thursday nights downtown and we split a pie when I say a pie I mean like a pizza pie and uh, it's I'll tell you what it's it's a very it's not the greatest neighborhood okay I'll say that it's it's a very working class neighborhood that we have this pizza in and I don't know why I tell you that if only because you see a lot of people that just get out of work, they look tired, they look like they've worked a very physical job, they're there to get their pizza and bring it home to their family maybe. Sometimes you'll see couples, okay, but not often. My dad and I look very strange there, I'll tell you that much, because my dad is very neat. You know, he's like, he looks like he just got off, like, the uh, the golf course. He wears, like, short sleeve polo shirts, if you can picture that. And then he's got this lovely coiffed hair, you know. He's immaculate. He's also single, so I'm sure he's, you know, it's, he's like, I'll keep up appearances in case you meet somebody nice, you know. He's always clean-shaven, you know what I'm saying? You can picture him, right? You got, you got the image of this guy. Imagine, like, a, a golfer, right? That's kind of what my dad looks like, in the summer, at least. And I'm there, I'm not, you know... I, I'm not as neat, you know. If if I'd been working from home, I'll be unshaven. I'll wear cargo pants because, like, or cargo shorts, rather, because I walk my dog. And uh, usually just like a, a WFMU t-shirt, that's what I'm wearing it. And usually a baseball hat because my doctor told me not to leave the house without one. <laughs> because I'm bald, all right? Jesus, make me say it. She doesn't like the sun hitting my head, all right? My doctor worries for me. Anyway, so we're sitting there in this pizza parlor, right? And I look out the window. My dad's talking away, of course. (laughs) He's got a lot to tell me. And I see this old Honda pull in. And I see this kid get out of the driver's side. Looks like about 17 years old, you know. He's dressed neatly, you know, in a nice clean t-shirt. I think he was wearing, like, pants and sneakers, you know. Not too formal, you know. But I saw him do this, and man, I, I I had a moment, you know what I mean? I saw him, like, run around, get out, you know, park his car, and then excitedly, like, run around to the other side and open the passenger side door to, to let his lady out. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, that's so sweet and nice. Like, you don't, i tell you, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, it just got me. I was like, I don't see that too often, you know? And I I didn't say anything to my dad. It was just this moment that I sort of had just kind of, like, again, Sitting there with my dad, listening to him talk about his life. (laughs) And me just kind of, like, happened to look out the window and see this, and it was nice. I'll tell you what wasn't nice, all right? This happened probably the next day. I was working from home, and uh, I was hungry. I needed a snack. And I went downstairs, and my snack items, my go-to snack while I'm at home is, like, This can of mixed nuts. And I realized that, like, this can of mixed nuts that I get, and you can picture it, probably about the size of what? Shoot. Hmm. The can of mixed nuts. Probably about the size of, like, you remember how they used to sell, like, like, uh, uh, CDRs in a little plastic case, like, all stacked up. There'd be, like, 100, 150 of them. About that size. You know, like a can, you know? Like you know, maybe the equivalent of the size of maybe like um, a large can of soup, not not like a Campbell's can, but maybe like one of those bigger you know family cans, or better think of like a uh, jar of tomato paste. You know, like those big jars of tomato paste, about that size, and that that can'll last me sometimes two weeks. Right, I'll go through it, and uh, but always like oddly like the most expensive thing I purchase at the supermarket because it's like five dollars and ninety nine cents. Mixed nuts are kind of expensive, right, comparatively? Compared to, like, a, you know, a jar of peanuts, obviously, it's a lot more, you know? But you got walnuts in there, and you got um, you got pecans, or pecans, if you will. And then, of course, there's peanuts, and uh, Brazil nuts. You know, you got a, you got a little of everything in there. And, of course, it's salted, because the salty goodness is wonderful, right? <laughs> doesn't love salt. Anyway, so I go downstairs, again, just to get, like, a handful of this this con- confection, this nice little concoction. Is that what we'll call it? Of mixed nuts. And I'm popping them into my mouth one by one. And I look on the, the counter. And right up, right next to the counter is the, uh, the windowsill, right? And on the windowsill is this little red plastic apple. About the size of a golf ball. And I've never seen it before. And I'm like, whoa, what's this? And it's got little holes in the top. And I'm like... Oh, that's adorable. What is this? And I think to myself, oh, it must be an air freshener. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. I <laughs> that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. A little, little air excretion. Speaking of air. Uh, anyway, I finish the handful of nuts. And then I go and I grab this, what I think is an air freshener, and I immediately just bring it up to my nose fast (laughs) with the holes open, the holes on the top open, direct pointed directly at my face. And it is not an air freshener. It is a fruit fly trap filled with apple cider vinegar that goes all over my face (laughs) and my shirt. And my arm. And I swear to you, I immediately feel like, oh my God, this is burning my face. (laughs) I kid you not. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, first of all, I'm like, just, you know, obviously shocked. I'm thankful that I didn't have my mouth open because some would have definitely gone in there. I'm thankful like none went like up my nose like that I, you know, inhaled, if I inhaled deeply, God forbid. But yeah, I just feel it. And it's just like, I feel it on my cheek, and it feels like it's, like, I don't know, maybe it's my more mental, but I felt like, this feels like it's burning my skin. (laughs) So, and it's all over my shirt, and of course it stinks. It's apple cider vinegar, you know. I'm lucky it wasn't filled with fruit flies. I put the thing back on the windowsill, and then I go into the bathroom, and I start pumping out soap and washing my face and washing my arm, and I take off my shirt. I gotta go back to work. I'm not like, you know, it's not like I can afford to, like, Take time to go shower, you know. But I put the thing back on the windowsill and I scrubbed myself. I felt like an idiot. Man, oh man. Remember that This Old Man song? Do you remember that as a kid? This old man, he played one, he played knick-knack on my thumb with a knick-knack, manny-mick. <laughs> Do you remember that song? This old man, he played two, he played knick-knack on my shoe. Remember? the hell was that song about (laughs) what's going on what's going on there you know what made me think of that this week this is is something i do and uh i brought this up to my single friends and uh because i think like it's a good pickup line you know and obviously look i'm locked down i've got a wife i love very much and who loves me i'm not (laughs) i'm not out there trying to to meet new people in terms of uh romantic interests (laughs) but uh i thought to myself you know what a great pickup line would be uh what are you doing later? That's a good one, right? And I told my friends and they were like, no, that's that's no good, Andy. That's that's not even a pickup line. <laughs> so then I kept thinking, I was like, oh what about uh um what about this one? What about hey, somebody told me you were looking for me <laughs> Alright, it's a little deceptive, right? But but I think it's kind of a good icebreaker. You know what I mean? And sometimes I'll use it on my wife just you know, just for funsies, you know? So, uh, speaking of the kitchen, she was in the kitchen one day this past week, and uh, I went up to her and I said, um, somebody told me you were looking for me, you know, and she said, oh really, who told you I was looking for you, because she'll she'll play along, and I said, "Uh, this old man. (laughs) She said, what old man? And I said, you know, and I started thinking, this old man, this old man, you know, the the old man who played one, he played knick-knack on my thumb. (laughs) She thought it was idiotic. But then I thought, like, I thought, like, what if you, uh, what if you hosted a pod, pod, uh, a podcast or a podcast as this this old man? And you were like, you were like, and I just started dying laughing. I thought, like, this is the uh, This Old Man podcast. I played one. You might remember me from playing knickknack knack on your thumb. Uh... Anyway, uh, we're gonna uh, take some calls now. And he you now takes a call from a hey mister this is this the this old man podcast? Yes, this is the this old man podcast. You played knickknack all over my shoe and now it's ruined <laughs> You know, like I don't know. I don't know why it made me laugh, but I was crying, laughing, thinking of this this concept, this idea for a podcast. And I'm pretty sure nobody has a, a this old man podcast. I'm almost I'm almost hundred percent sure I can say that. <laughs> with confidence that nobody started that oh man what else happened this week oh, my check engine light came on in my car again oh yeah believe that i if you've been listening to this show for the last month you know the last handful of episodes you might have heard me talk about my car the check engine light i had to get a new uh transmission that was expensive I haven't even had the new transmission for a month and a half, and the check engine light is back on. The car seems fine. Like, I can't detect anything wrong with the way it drives. All I know is that the check engine light's on, and I'm just, like, seeing dollar signs now, and I'm like, oh, my God, I just dropped a lot, a lot of money on this transmission. How much more am I going to have to drop to get whatever the heck this is fixed? And I don't know yet, because my wife is getting her car repaired. She had an accident in March where this 70-something-year-old woman ran into her car, did a bunch of body damage to the the passenger side, took her until now to, to get it in. Imagine, this happened in March. They said, yeah, we can squeeze you in in September. In September? Yeah. They get her in in September. Coincidentally, the same day my... Check engine light comes on, so now she's got a loner. And this loner is like a it's a Nissan Versa. It's like a ding-dang spaceship compared to what we're driving. My car's like my first of all, my car's twenty years old. My wife's car is like whew, 20, 19, 20, it's nineteen twenty. My car's wife my my, my car's wife. <laughs> my car's wife is a Cadillac. <laughs> My, my my car's wife is a truck. No, my wife's car is like uh it's like a fifteen year old Honda CRV, right, I think? Yeah. Regardless, it's old, you know. It's got some nice features, but getting into like a car, like a loner car in twenty twenty three is like stepping into a spaceship compared to like what we're used to. Somebody's like, <laughs> she's like, check this out. Like I'm riding with her, and obviously I'm not gonna drive it, you know, because I'm sure I'm not supposed to. But she's in the driver's seat, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat in this Nissan Versa, and she pulls down the, um, she pulls down the uh, uh, the sun visor, and there's like a Guy Fieri sticker <laughs> in there. It's like, how do you get in here? Yeah, man. And uh, I said, I like, this car smells like somebody smoked in And She says, no, no, it's no smoking, see? And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything, you know? She's got, like, the reverse camera on it. There's no CD player in it. We're trying to figure out how the radio works. I'm not used to it, man, you know what I mean? Man, oh, man. What else can I tell you? Oh, man, the check engine light. Oh, you want to hear something cool? Check out this. Um, this will be a good way to end the show. Because, um, by the way, there's no no Rachel segment on this episode, and I apologize for not mentioning it earlier. But uh, she's sick, and she is unable to do the segment this week. She asked me to please give the listeners her best. So, let's all hope Rachel feels better soon. Okay? But we're going to need some transition music before we get into this clip. So, hit it, Bloodhound Gang.
1: Whenever there's trouble without...
0: Oh, figures, a low, low power light comes on. All right, check this out. This is uh, Richard Ashcroft, who's kind of a, uh, a D-bag. <laughs> and this is uh, this is uh, an edited interview of Richard Ashcroft. And I only say that because after I saw this, I'm like, I should really find out what this interview was about. And it was about him having a problem with Lily Allen, who spoke out against him because... Uh, he thought that musicians and singers should just get up there and rock and roll and shouldn't have an opinion on things. And obviously, uh, this is around the Me Too time and Lily Allen speaking out, etc., etc. Doesn't mean that Richard Ashcroft was ac- accused of anything. Um, only that uh, he disagreed with um, he disagreed with musicians, I guess, voicing their opinions on social matters and political matters and whatnot. But this clip has nothing to do with that. And if you don't know who Richard Ashcroft is, he's the lead singer of the Verve. Do you remember? It's a bit of sweet Symphony That's life. Remember that? That one hit? That was it. That's all I did. Okay. But uh I thought this interview, or at least this little clip of him, uh was kind of kind of fun and I wanted to play it, even though he does seem like a D-bag in terms of his uh opinions on opinions on musicians having an opinion. Here it is.
1: I got no respect, not only for the critics, you know, and I'll tell you one thing, and I've said it before, I've never had a bad review off a good-looking person, (laughs) because I'm me, and you're you, and I'll give you that, because I'd hate me if I was you too, I've always been an outsider, man, they called me Mad Richard for years every single time I did an interview they would prefix what I said with Mad Richard yeah. and then they would do slang they'd change the words th- that I would say in order to me sound more what they thought was northern it was cool back then to call me Mad Richard all the time and do you know what that was a f- compliment because if you ain't mad in this planet then you ain't living you're not breathing I'm happy with that moniker you know and in fact I'm madder now than I was then you know and this is stale, stale place that we're in. I'm a rock and roll star, was born to do this, and that's what I'll always do. And whether people get it or not, I don't give a f- There
0: you go. <laughs> Richard Ashcroft of The Verve. Uh, anyway, I don't know why I wanted to play that for you. I guess I watched it a few times, and I thought it was pretty fascinating, and he was pretty adamant and astute, and also a little crazy, and I kind of loved it. But again, kind of a D-bag, <laughs> if, all, if, if we're being honest. And uh, again, I apologize. No Rachel this week. But uh, we'll hope that she gets better soon. We've got uh, episode 300 just around the corner. How exciting is that? This has been episode 299. Of the People Are the Enemy podcast, our theme song is "Walrus Love" by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at PizzaPuppies.Bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as a dollar ninety-nine. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel, from Des Moines. Get well soon. We love you. Peace.